When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. We don't have a lot of friends, Tyler and I. I don't know. Some days I feel like I want more friends. Some days I feel like I don't want more friends. It's kind of where I'm at. And Liz. There's that awkward moment in adulthood where you are like, how do we make friends? And I've heard that you don't really get your adult friends until like you have kids because then your kids force you to meet new people. Your mom time off starts now. Today we have a very exciting episode for you. We, <laughs> for you, for no, what? just funny you say it every single time. And today we have a very exciting episode. That was for it's you. called an intro. <laughs> okay, I know, but I just wonder if it will ever be anything but exciting. Hopefully not. Um, well, maybe when we stop churning out premium content. But until <laughs> then, like I think it's an exciting show. I don't. The Great Eight snacks. The Great Eight is fun. We don't have a test drive though. No. So I guess, yeah, but I don't think anyone's going to miss the test drive because I think the Great Eight's that good. I think our Ditch the drive through is fabulous. I have not one, but two juicy industry news stories to Ooh, talk about. juicy ones. So yeah, to summarize, it's going to be a great show. Okay. And I'm so excited for this exciting show. And I have a huge update. Uh, well, I feel like, do we need to jump right into this huge update? Okay. Someone sent me on Instagram. Do you remember how I was talking about how Weight Watchers was trying to point gouge me for enjoying a piece of avocado toast? Yes. And let me just say, I love this Weight Watchers saga. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they... Yeah. So, now, guess what? They updated it. They must be listening to the carpool. Avocados are now zero points. Really? It's now a zero point food. Interesting. I don't know if they're... Tr anyway. Does that mean you think you could get in with your, your point system? Well, I think that, like, if they would make avocado toast and hard-boiled eggs zero points i think i could be in business it's like when those are two filling pieces of food that i like to eat that when you tell me is as much as like a sugar-free pudding like yeah. that's just like where i didn't have the headspace for yeah for it so i'm i still think i'm off weight watchers but i'm kind of interested in this like noom thing that people are chatting about yes i've heard such good things about noom i have too so i might try noom i don't know okay stay tuned I wonder if you have to. I wonder like what the vibes are. Like I wonder if it's like I, I don't know. I think about it's like it. a monthly fee, but I have heard really good things about it. I've heard some really awesome success stories about Noom. So. Well, I think it's more like because my only health goals, like obviously my health goals, just aren't always like just aren't only weight loss. Like yeah. I just want to like just be more mindful of like you know just what I'm eating and like I don't know. I, yeah. I've always liked diets not not like restrictive diets but like we're just big food people like we I was, like food i was talking to someone the other day who does noom and she was telling me how like she's a healthy eater in the sense of you know if you have hummus and cauliflower chips you're like look at me i'm making a healthy decision but noom i guess does green yellow red foods and turns out that cauliflower chips and hummus happen to be in her red zone or something like you would be better off having 
salsa and chips or even honestly you could be better off having like doritos it's just like when you're trying to make these healthy choices because yeah. it says cauliflower on it that could actually be doing more harm than good and like yeah and i think that's what really discourages people so i think it's just like good information i think so too and i think it's like sort of depending on like what your goals are and like like i am very comfortable in my own skin but like i could also i would love to like lose five pounds too so yeah. I think it's like finding the balance of like, I don't need to go on some like crazy restrictive diet. And I also don't like, I don't need to do, I don't have these like, I don't need to be in a size two again. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm so beyond over that. I just want to feel better in my size sixes. Yeah. So anyway, I might try new. Maybe I'll do that. And then I'll give you a, an update. I, yeah, I would really love that. Okay. Um, okay. And then the other thing I wanted to say, people keep saying this to me over and over again. Have you seen the new Infinity QX60 commercial? I have. Yes. Do you think it's a little Carmon vibes? It so first of all, who is it? Who's the girl in it? Her name's Erin Andrews. She's darling. She's really cute. And she's, she's like, I think she's an NFL reporter. Okay. Yeah. Um it does sort of give Carmom energy. You guys should look it up on YouTube. And the only reason I think it could be kind of Carmom energy because we went to the event that they launched it at. Yeah. And like they really liked us. I'm just saying. I'm saying. I'm saying it could be inspired by. And it kills me when she literally says verbatim. Anyway, I have plenty of room back here. And like I'm five ten. It's like yeah. I don't know. On one hand, I'm like but, gives car mom energy. But on the other hand, there's only so many ways to like do a car review. No, for sure. So I and I don't care. Like I don't care. But it, I'm just saying. Like I've gotten the message so many times. That, like I just wanted to bring it to the class. Like yeah. I think I think we're making waves, people. That's some I tea. think we're making waves. That is some tea right there. Those are my updates. That's big. I well, mean, maybe. That's a lot. Um, I had a sort of a jam-packed weekend myself. I know. You're kind of dragging butt today. I know. I am so tired. And that's what drinking two days in a row will do for me. Two nights in a row, I should say. Not even days. I feel as though if you did it more, you wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, I know. And I just like don't you're out really... Of sh- you're out of shape, Liz. I am. I just don't really drink that much, but... Maddie and I put ourselves out there this past weekend. We had a little double date on Friday night. Well, with one of my good friends and her fiance. And then we went on like, I I would say it's like a half blind date on Saturday night with another couple. And because you only knew the girl because I only knew the girl from high school and I ran into her and she has a serious boyfriend and she was like, we should link up go grab dinner one of those things that you say to someone when you run into them but then it never actually happened so how'd the follow-through happen it actually happened who followed through with who she 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 followed through and make that inspired me to want to follow through more often Mm -hmm. because we had a really nice time and i just think there's that awkward moment in adulthood where you are like how do we make friends and we need more friends and like we need couple friends. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, Maddie can hang out with my friends and I can hang out with his friends. But then there's always that we're hanging out with Maddie's friends, not yeah. like our friends. So and I've heard that this is I mean, I'm experiencing right now. And I've heard you don't really get your adult friends until like you have kids because then your kids force you to meet new people. So I'm really just going to try and challenge myself to go out with more people because we had a really nice time yeah i we don't have a lot of friends tyler and i yeah i think our kids though are also a little young and like i'm not trying to be that mom but like i can't go to your house at dinner because like he needs to go to bed at seven yeah so i'm 
it's it's really really hard and i think also like when you have a big family like us it's so easy to be like oh we'll just have liz and maddie over or, like let's just go yeah. to mom and dad's house or like let's go to tyler's sister's house but it's like trying to put i mean i could not relate more and it's i don't know some days i feel like i want more friends some days i feel like i don't want more friends it's kind of where i'm at well i mean i yeah and also we've all been there where we make plans and we think it was an awesome idea and then the plans come and you're like why did i do this and you just like pray for them to cancel nine (laughs) times but nine times out of ten when you actually follow through i do think you have a good time yeah so that is what i'm going to challenge myself to do i'm going to reach out to more people and I would love it if people would reach out to me as well. And we could all just, <laughs> this little, is my, this is my cry. Little, this is my cry for help. A little um, desperate there. A little desperate, but whatever. But no, one of Tyler's and I New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals was to host six couples we never hosted before at our house. Uh-huh. So we already did one and we need to get on that. So like every other month, like reach out to someone who we've always been like, same thing, like we'd pass you in Target and be like, oh, we need to get together. Mm-hmm. The kids should play. And like, you never follow through. So that is, in fact, one of my goals. So I will do it. Okay. Tell us the millennial word of the day. Oh, my. Because ne- I feel as though there would have been so many opportunities right there where we could have yes. used it. It's time for the millennial word of the day where we learn Gen Z slang so we can be less lame. Truth. And today's word is bussin. Bussin? B-U-S-S-I-N. Bussin. Bussin is an adjective used when something is so effing good, usually people say bussin when they're talking about food. So if you... The do we buff- have an origin story or no? Um, I can... I'll do, do like a quick Google search, but like the buffalo chicken dip you made last night was bussin. Yeah, I've heard this on TikTok, like people saying that's bussin, that's bussin. And I knew... So I knew it was a good thing, but I'm just like, is bussin short for something, long for something? Or is it just a word that the kids are saying? Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not seeing any origin stories right. And I don't know if I need one. I was just curious. Right off the bat. But yeah, bussin, I think I think it's exclusively saved for food, though, I will say. So like. I would agree. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, your makeup is bussin today. No, 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 that no, doesn't no. work. So it's only if something tastes really food, good. Food, drink. Yeah. Then it, that can bussin. be bussin. Um, what's also crazy is. I was thinking about the Millennial Award of the Day, and I was also thinking one day we should do like a spinoff and do a Gen Z Word of the Day. Because the f- so Tyler is very much like a stuck millennial. Like okay. he still says all the millennial things. And one of his favorite things to say is bye, Felicia. No. And now <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> and like to the point where like, He'll always like tell me like bye Felicia like as a joke, and now George says bye Alicia like bye Alicia, <laughs> and like I would just love to know if like yeah, what was bye Felicia when it you just like, like didn't like something? Yeah, you're just like it's like bye Felicia. Bye Felicia. Anyway, I just think that'd be funny if we like combine. Maybe we could do a great eight of top millennial words we used to say. And bye what Felicia was the most iconic? Definitely gonna be on the list. Oh, bye Felicia for sure. Um, we'll have to think, but I know. Because that, I would have never come up with by Felicia. That, wow, okay. No, and I do feel as though that's a great segment into our great eight. Speaking of great eights. Yeah, so I guess it is. So our great eight. <laughs> wasn't a very good transition. I guess, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't the best segment, but you did mention great eight. And so now I guess it's time for the great eight, where we pick a category, choose eight things in that category, and then battle them off head to head until we have a winner. And today's great eight is 
fictional foods that you've always wanted to try. I am beyond excited. And we did go a step further. It's not just fictional foods. It is cartoon foods. Yes, because we got some we got some um, submissions on the carpool Instagram, like Butterbeer and Willy Wonka. But I feel as though like you could get Butterbeer at Disney World. And like I've had a Wonka bar before. Yeah. So I wanted this to be cartoon foods. Yes. I agree. So I'm beyond excited for this one. Yeah, I think it's gonna be tough. And I also think we're going to have to go a step further and actually look at the photos and we will have all the photos on the carpool Instagram. Yes, we'll put them up so your reference. You guys can all vote because some of them I was like, oh, like when I was making my list, I was like, oh, I'd never heard of those. And then you I look them up. Look them up. Yeah, your memory was unlocked. All right, so let's just get right into it. I'm going to start with the most obvious one out there, and that is a Krabby Patty, of course. Yeah, that was also that was also on my list. Yeah, the Krabby Patty is so iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. Yeah. Okay. Um, mine's also really good. Okay. And like, I don't even know what it is. I don't think I've ever had it in real life, but it is a real life food. Uh-huh. But specifically, it's ratatouille from, from ratatouille. ratatouille. Yeah, for sure. That when one. when the food critic takes a bite of it, it yeah, my mouth waters every time. And like we yeah, we can get more. Let, let's get our list, okay. and then we'll get more into. Okay, um, I'm going to say the pizza from the Goofy movie. Okay, I can't totally picture it. I'll have to sh- I'll have to pull up a video. It is when <laughs> I don't even know their names, but it's like th- his friend is taking a bite of this pizza, and the ch- it has the best cheese pull in the world. And I'm in it for the cheese. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Um, next on my list, I hope I'm saying this pronounced. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Beignets from yes. the Princess Frog. I mean, mm. are you kidding? It's like some like, mm. I think it's Princess and the Frog, not the Princess Frog, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beignets. <laughs> I can't pronounce it all right. Beignets from the Princess and the yeah. Frog. That's where she puts that little powdered sugar on top. Yeah. Yeah. That looks scrumpet. Scrumptious. Um, Okay. How about in The Lion King when Timon and Pumbaa are teaching Simba how to eat bugs? But they're like, the, it's like the Elizabeth. gummy bug where they like suck it up. Elizabeth, yes. Yeah. Why does that look so good? I don't know. I wonder like what came first, that or gummy worms? Because why do we eat gummy worms? I don't know. I wonder that if That is a good idea. I do you know, know what I'm saying? I mean, I... Mm. It's like, you know how for some reason... um raw steaks always look so appetizing in a, in a cartoon. Yeah. That's how I feel about these bugs. The bugs look delicious. They do. The crunch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Mulan's breakfast porridge. When she has, like, the little eyes with uh-huh. the little eggs and the little bacon and, like, yeah. the way she, like, eats it and, like, stuffs her face. Like, yeah. I don't know why. It's always looked it looks so good. So appetizing. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm going to say the nachos from Bueno, Bueno, not, what's it called? Brain, bueno Nacho and Kim Possible. Oh I, my gosh. Yes, Elizabeth. I just look up if that's what it's Elizabeth, called. Elizabeth, we loved Kim Possible. I know. They were it, always eating nachos. I, well, yeah, because they always went to the place. I think like, I think Ron might have worked there or something. Bueno Nacho, is that what it's called? Oh my goodness. I'm taking back. I can't picture it, but I remember them always eating nachos. Yeah. Or was it a burrito? Are you sure it was bueno nachos? Nacho. No, it was called Bueno Nacho. Look at the nacho. Look at the restaurant. Oh, iconic. It has a sombrero. Yeah. All right. I'm going to end it out with, um, do you remember the cookies in Alice in Wonderland that say, like, eat me on them? 
there's like a box and it's like all these different cookies and they they just all say eat me but i just always thought they looked so delectable oh, hold on i'm looking it up also i want to give an honorable mention to beauty and the beast because although they did have a lot of food in there it never looked good to me okay yes it Allison, sorry, I agree with that. Sorry. Alice in Wonderland comes in a little box. They all say eat me. Yes, for sure. It usually picks them up so delicately. Yes. I don't know. Yes, I agree. Okay, so now we have to... And you agree with my Beauty and the Beast thing? Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like I might get some hate for not mentioning that because I know everyone's always like, the gray stuff, try the gray stuff. But it's why delicious. would I want to try that? I don't want to try the gray stuff. No, I would rather have um, bugs than gray stuff, so... 100%. Don't ask us why. Okay, so why don't you read us back our great eight of fictional foods? Okay, so we have the Krabby Patty, Ratatouille from Ratatouille, pizza from the Goofy movie, beignets from Princess and the Frog, gummy bugs from The Lion King, Kim Possible's nachos, the porridge from Mulan, and Alice in Wonderland's Eat Me Cookies. Okay, so now we are going to go head-to-head. I'm going to pair them up. We're going to go head-to-head to get a final four, then we're going to get a top two, and then we're going to determine a winner of... The fictional, fictional food we want to try the best. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready okay. for our first mashup? Please. This is where the debate. This is what we, we're going to get heated here. Yeah. Um, we don't have a tiebreaker today, so. So. You better be happens. ready to. I guess we'd have to arm wrestle if we can't decide. Well, I, I would willing, absolutely lose I'm to that. I'm willing to do that. Okay. Let's go with Krabby Patty versus Eat Me Cookies in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I know. I'm like grabbing my phone. Yes. Too. I need to look I up. I think a- it's going to be a Krabby Patty for me because. Those eat me cookies do look freaking good, though. They do look really good, but I think that one episode of SpongeBob where Squidward tries a Krabby Patty for the first time and then he becomes addicted to them. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for me. I mean, look at this picture. Yeah, it's Krabby Patty. Okay, and if you're listening to this episode, I'd recommend go checking out the Carpool Instagram first to familiarize yourself with all the food pictures we're talking about and then come back and listen to us debate them. Yeah. I also love the episode where Spongebob, they make them all into different colors. Remember oh, that? Oh, Pretty Patties? Yeah. Oh, they're Pretty Patty. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Yeah, it's going to be... Um, and like, if Spongebob's the cook, like, I trust Spongebob with... I would trust Spongebob to deliver a killer Krabby Patty. Yeah. Krabby Patties. Krabby Patty for sure. I mean, it's not like the number one restaurant under the sea for no reason. Yeah. Do you know? Right. And I do feel as though there's like some weird things with the Alice in Wonderland cookies. Like I can't exactly hear what remember what happens with the cookies, but I feel as though that whole movie is very questionable. Yeah, I agree. So, <laughs> yeah, what kind of cookies were those, Alice? Yeah, well, you went on a wild ride after those. Were those kind of like laced or something? Don't yeah. Know. Um. So we're not. I don't think I'd want to go on that adventure. No, I don't. Like Alice don't. did. No. All right. Next we have Ratatouille or pizza from a Goofy movie. I am going to hold on. I did just look up the pizza and the cheese pulls out of this world. It is. The cheese pull is worth looking up. But. I mean. The ratatouille. I here's why I think I'm going to give it to ratatouille. I didn't oh, even. I just look. I'm sorry. I just looked it up and my mouth is watering and it's literally animated. And it's the ratatouille. Water, just looked yeah. it up. Yeah. I think what's crazy about it. Like I didn't even know that it was vegetables. I just looked up what a real ratatouille, ratatouille looks like. Absolutely not. Don't want it. Never want to try it. But this one? No. If it's not made by a rat, I don't want it. Like, I don't want it. Literally, the food critic took a bite and was like, that's bussin'. Yeah. Okay. So. Liz, I said it. Good job. Thank you for doing that. So it's obviously it's ratatouille. ratatouille. Oh, but I will give. But that, that cheese pull is inspiring. Yeah. I, I, think, think like, I think that cheese pull would have won against anyone else other than 
Oh, okay. I don't the, know about that. But well, I will not say, anyone else, but... Like, if I wanted to try a fictional pizza, because there's a lot of fictional pizzas, I would say yeah. I've never seen a cheese pull like that one like I would in the, the Goofy movie. Fair. Okay, next we have... Oh my gosh, this is just going to get crazy. We have beignets versus gummy bugs from Lion King. This is really hard. Why would you? I know. This is a really hard one. But I mean, sometimes they're just going to be hard. I think. I mean, I'm struggling because like I would never actually want to eat bugs in real life. No, but they look. So I think I'm going to give it to the beignets for that reason. But you know what is like beignets. The reason I'm impressed by the Lion King and I want to give it to them is because they're making bugs appetizing. Like, congrats, you made a delicious beignet look appetizing. Like, that's nothing to be specifically proud of. You're, you're no, you're not wrong. I mean, they, okay, Liz, I'm going to give it to the bugs. I just Googled the picture right? again. It's the variety. It's the variety. It's like a charcuterie board of bugs. <laughs> it's like a charcuterie <laughs> board of bugs. Um, that yeah. is what I would call the episode. This is the uh, episode title for this podcast. A charcuterie board of bugs. Of bugs. Give and me. I love when, when Simba gets this little squishy one and he squishes uh-huh. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Tiana, your beignets look incredible, but you got beat out bug by bugs and but like you said like yeah powdered sugar and dough is incredible yeah. so let's what else can you do disney yeah let's encourage kids to eat bugs instead i would like to know gummy bears i've or gummy worms they had to have been inspired by yeah I don't right know. i mean lion king's an old movie like did we really have i don't know i'm just I saying i don't know and if they haven't made some sort of bug looking candy from lion king that was a missed opportunity and they should have had me on their team okay okay last one until we get to our final four we have Kim Possible Nachos versus Mulan's Porridge. Super hard. Now, I don't think the porridge looks that good at all. Wow. Eggs, bacon over like, what is it? Is it like rice porridge? I don't know what it is. Versus just like a a cheesy nacho delight. Yeah. I mean. Actually. I am now familiarizing myself with Kim Possible. It wasn't the nachos that they ate. It was what Ron created, the naco, which was a mixture of nachos and tacos. <laughs> um, I mean, I want to, I think the porridge looks so good. I don't know why, but I'm fine. Oh, it is called the naco. I see that now. It's a nacho taco. But also it might, it might be giving me the same vibes of, it doesn't necessarily feel like something that would be that good, but it's the way she's eating it. Yeah, like that. she like stuffs and like stuffs her face, and then like I don't know why do I like how they eat so much. This is I need to like look into this and do some self reflection. Like that. Yes. Yeah. I think it's just so iconic. I mean, I. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think either one either one of these are top tier. Like no, I, think, I agree. So no, I, I think we just like let's send Mulan forward. Okay, that's fine. But I don't think that either one are going to win. Okay, so I'm going to read you your top four, okay? okay? We have Krabby Patty, Ratatouille, Gummy Bugs from the Lion King, or Mulan's Porridge. Okay. Let's start with a head-to-head of Ratatouille versus Gummy Bugs from the Lion King. That's going to be just, a tough one. I know, it's just going to get hard. It's just going to get hard from here. Um, Ratatouille is like squash and tomato but here's the thing we're not even we're not even in a realistic 
game right now because would I ever eat bugs? No. Would I ever, ever eat ratatouille? Maybe, but probably honestly not. So it's just like which one animated tickles your fans? Is more bussin'. Which one looks more bussin'? I'm sorry. You're on it today. I know. Liz, I am really struggling. I still think ratatouille. I mean, I think the bugs are fun to look at. Like, I like the different colors. But, like, why do I Google the ratatouille image and my mouth starts watering? I know. My my mouth waters, too. I don't even... Like you said, normal ratatouille wouldn't make my mouth water like that. Why do I want the ratatouille? I'm okay with sending ratatouille ratatouille forward. And I think for an... A not food, bugs made it far. <laughs> bugs made it super far. <laughs> okay, so that leaves the next matchup. So Ratatouille's in the grand finale. Okay. Now it's between Krabby Patty versus Mulan's Krabby Porridge. Patty. So I knew it was going to go there. Krabby Patty. So Krabby Patty over Mulan's Porridge. And now we have to decide our final round of the grade eight of fictional food. Krabby Patty versus Ratatouille. And you know... They're both iconic foods in their own right because the ratatouille transforms this horrible, mean food critic and brings light into his eyes. And Plankton's entire life goal is to get the Krabby Patty secret formula. And what is the secret formula? And that's what we don't know. And that's why it's not just a regular, regular old burger. That's why it's not a hamburger. No, that's why it's a Krabby Patty. And it it can't be replicated. Plankton's devoted his life work to to, trying to replicate the Krabby Patty. He can't. So they're both iconic foods in their own show. So that's why it is even more difficult. I think I'm leaning Ratatouille. I think I want the answer to be Krabby Patty, but I'm not sure that it is. Yeah, I think that I still, because I also feel as though with the Krabby Patty, um, you know what? I mean, I, I, when, I, when I look at it, it, it wasn't the same every time. Like sometimes it looks really detailed. Sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes it's this. So like I don't like have the iconic image in my head like i do with the ratatouille do you know what i'm saying yeah because like google Krabby patty there's a bunch of different images that come up i know and so i'm like but with the ratatouille like there's the one and we get to see the process of making it and like how much care goes into it yeah so for me if i could only you can only have one liz like what are you dying to know what it tastes like more i'm also saying like the best burger is still only the best burger i love burgers but it's a burger. I know what a good burger tastes like. I don't know what the ratatouille tastes like. Okay. And I, yeah. Okay. So I will give it to ratatouille. Okay. Ratatouille from ratatouille. Rat- well named. Ratatouille. It, first of all, what a great plot. I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. That makes our great eight of fictional foods ratatouille. I feel really good about that. Yeah, me too. And now I'm starving. Well, good, because our next section is Ditch the drive through. We give you an easy dinner idea to get you out of your dinner rut. Great. So, wait, to mix it up, to get out of your dinner rut. Mix it up. We haven't worked on the tagline for that yet. Yeah. Um, and it is not ratatouille. Okay. Because that is way too labor intensive. And yeah. it is not like the sexiest Ditch the drive through we've ever had, but... What is the sexiest dish to drive? <laughs> oh, I think the salmon teriyaki bowls yeah, are, those are pretty bussin. Yeah, they are bussin. Kelly, you're on it. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Um, they're bussin' and they are pretty sexy. Yeah. This is really bringing out my Midwest roots, and it is a casserole. Oh Lord! Yep, um, and it is a specifically a broccoli cheese chicken casserole. Now, just listen. Here's why I love this recipe, and it's something that we have in rotation at my house. Um, one, whenever I make any sort of like 
broccoli chicken whenever i make any sort of casserole or anything that like goes in a casserole dish i always double it because it takes just as much effort and just as much mess to cook two as it does to cook one because okay. it is a little labor intensive because you know you got to yeah. make this and make that so i always just make two and casseroles freeze well casseroles freeze amazing so I, i'll either freeze it or i also like like to give food to people too so like i'm always giving food to like because I like I like to not forget other people who had babies like three months ago because I know they're struggling too. Yeah. So I, I give a lot of food away um, or I'll freeze it depending on what, what we do. Mm-hmm. But you always make two is what I'm saying. OK. I have the recipe I filmed. I just made it this past. I made it yesterday. So I'll post the reel on the carpool of me making it kind of walking through the recipe. But essentially all it is is it's rice, chicken, broccoli and cheese. It is so delicious. It is fulfilling it's got the protein. It's got the dairy. It's got the vegetables. It's super kid friendly, super husband friendly. I like so I like to make it. I'll have a heaping side of casserole and then I'll do like a light little Italian salad on the side. Yummy. And it's just like a okay, yummy so walk meal. me through how to make it because casseroles actually really feel intimidating. Oh, to you're me. kidding. Really? No, I've never made okay, one. Okay. So here's what you do. And there is there is a trick that I want to talk about for this specific casserole. So I it's my own recipe. And what I like to do, kind of my secret, is do you know what rice aroni is? I think I've heard of it, but I don't think it's I've ever gotten so it. It's so good, Elizabeth. You need to begin on the rice aroni train. So I like to do a cheddar rice aroni, mm-hmm. one, che- one box of cheddar rice aroni, and then one box of just plain brown rice. Because I don't want it to be like too okay. rice aroni y. And I find like the rice aroni doesn't hold up as well in a casserole. So I do one box of rice aroni, which is a dollar, one bag of uh, minute brown rice which is like a dollar fifty it's also a super cheap meal too which yeah, is always exciting is and then so i'll make the rice aroni i'll microwave the rice and then i'll combine the two rices together okay pretty easy mm-hmm. then you steam the broccoli you know we love steamed broccoli here at the car mom yeah. throw a bag of broccoli into the microwave steam it it's got to be steamed before it goes into the oven okay pull it out chop it up super fine because i if i'm gonna like make a casserole the last thing i want to have to do is like then cut my kids food yeah so and no one like wants a big chunk of chunk anything. of broccoli no yeah. so you cut it up super fine you could easily even throw like some grated zucchini in there too like if you wanted to like add another vegetable or something okay. i do a lot of broccoli like my casserole is like when i say broccoli cheese casserole i mean it's not orange like it's brownish green which sounds disgusting but i do yeah. a lot of broccoli okay continue then get some chicken you can bake the chicken you can get a rotisserie chicken whatever you want to do have some cooked chicken put it in the casserole as well so now I take a big mixing bowl. I have my rice aroni and my minute rice. I have my super chopped broccoli, my super chopped chicken. I add a can of cream of chicken soup. You left that out in the ingredients. Sorry. I add a can of, um, well, this is like what makes it a casserole. I know. And that's why they, yeah. So, okay, so it's a can of cream of chicken soup okay. and a half a cup of sour cream. Oh, Okay. Now, here's where things get interesting. And this is like a step. I'm all about taking shortcuts in the kitchen. You've got for a casserole, though. I really think you need to get a block of cheese and grade cheddar cheese yourself. Wow. It just like really elevates the entire meal. Mm -hmm. And like I said, like there's sometimes I love shredded cheese. Like I'm all about shredded cheese for quesadillas, for tacos, for taco salads. But when it comes to a broccoli cheese casserole, get a mild cheddar and shred it yourself. That kind of makes sense. Because the cheese is what's going to like really tie all the flavors together. Because otherwise you're just eating chicken and broccoli. And, and you want the cheese to melt really well too. Yeah. So I find that like when you shred it yourself, it melts a lot better. So then I'll put half the cheese into the casserole mixture. I'll mix it all up. I'm So I'm mixing, I'm mixing, I'm mixing. Then I put the casserole in a baking dish and then I top it with the remaining cheese. 
pop her in the oven, 375 for about like 30 to 40 minutes until things just kind of like start to marry. Cheese gets a little melty. Pull her out. Delicious. Okay. Super kid friendly. Super husband friendly. Keeps great. Like I love, I always love to make casseroles on like Sundays or Mondays for just like quick, easy meals throughout the week. So like, I mean, Liz and I just had it for lunch because I made it last night. And now we were here and we just reheated it for lunch. Yeah. So that's my dish to the drive-thru. I love it. Not everything has to be super... Sexy. Super sexy. And you can be bussin' and not sexy. Facts. You can be a bussin' casserole. Thank you for that recipe, Kelly. I would... I'm still on the absolute edge of my seat from the intro of you saying we have some juicy stories to talk about. So if you would please enlighten me, what is going on in the auto industry? The auto industry is on fire. Per usual. But I've got two stories um, that I think are interesting that would be good talking points for like if you're on one of those double dates that we mentioned earlier. You want to look uh, very educated on the car market. Well-rounded. Well-rounded. Definitely trying to put your best foot forward. 100%. I think these would be like good things to bring up. So first of all, again, I don't know if this is insider trading or not. I don't think so. But I think like if you're in the stock market game, I think a hot stock to buy right now is Rivian stock. So if you don't know what Rivian and Rivian is, Rivian is a new electric car company. So think Tesla. So like they're not going to do to my knowledge, they're not going to be like franchised out to dealerships. Like it's going to be very much like the Tesla model. OK, they just came out with an electric truck that's just starting to get deliveries and they have an SUV that's also starting to roll out. Yep. OK, here's why I think Rivian stock is going to soar. First of all, uh, we're only going to get more electric vehicles, yeah. right? Yeah. They're built in normal Illinois, but they just bought a second factory in Atlanta, Rivian did. Okay. And I just got this article today from Automotive News. Literally came out today at 653, and it says, Rivian gets major investment from billionaire George Soros. Billionaire investor George Soros bought nearly 20 million shares of the electric car startup. The 19, or the 20 million shares is worth about $2 million at the time. Makes him one of the prominent investors in the company. And then I keep on reading. Rivian, which is 20% owned by Amazon, is expected to provide the e-commerce company with more than 100,000 electric trucks. So they're also, Rivian's building all of these delivery vehicles for Amazon, 100,000 of them. And Amazon owns 20%. You think Amazon's going to let them flop? No. You think Amazon's going to let them flop? No, if Amazon's back in the And George just, $2 million or whatever I said, or two, what did I say? $2 billion? Yeah, $2 billion. That was the investment that he just gave them. Two b- 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 billion. That's a lot of money. So I'm pretty excited about it. Let me give you an update. Shares of Rivian fell 9% Friday and are down 43% year to date, which is what you want. You buy low. Yeah. The stock price is down 67% from the high of 179 it touched on November 16th, less than a week after it raised $12 billion in the largest stock debut of 2021. So they're up and down. But when I read that Amazon backs them... That's that's where the ticket is because I bought stock in NEO, which is that like Chinese car company, and it has just been nothing but an absolute headache for me. I actually just sold it low for less than I bought it for so I could buy Rivian stock. Well, and I, was, I bought stock in... Um, and like we are by no means like stock girlies, but we have no. we like to we like to just depl- I like to see what's happening. So we have yeah. a little bit of money in the stock market. Um, and I was in this company called Workhorse, which was like the same thing it was like autonomous self delivery cars, absolutely tanked. Mm-hmm. But Rivian, I'm feeling pretty good about. Well, and I now like that Amazon, the car. now that Amazon's backing it, yeah, it would be. That's a good sign. 
So anyway, I just think you could be like, oh, have you heard Rivian stock? I heard it's down. Well, you didn't hear? They got a really big investment from George Soros. And it's a back and it's an Amazon-backed startup. Yeah. And like now you're cooking with gas. Yeah. And now you're Or seeing- actually, now you're plugged in with electric. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, are you ready for the next story? Yes, please. On the electric car bandwagon, I have a story. It's a little Lincoln news. Lincoln to launch a Lincoln to launch a full state of EVs by 2026, report says. Ford Motor Company is stepping up plans to extensively electrify the Lincoln brand in North America as it prepares to introduce at least five new battery-powered Lincoln vehicles throughout 2026. Wow. So Lincoln, like a lot of car manufacturers, but Lincoln specifically, they're really trying to keep um, they're really trying to keep up with the Cadillac of it all because like Cadillac is GM's luxury brand. Mm-hmm. And then Lincoln is Ford's luxury brand. So it's just like they're always head to head, always competing yeah. for what's 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 happening. But I was excited because not I mean, what, that, what did I say? Six EVs by no five EVs by 2026. That's pretty cool. That's a lot. It takes a very long. We talked about this before, but it takes a very long time for a brand to come out with even any upgrades any major mm-hmm. upgrades on cars, let alone like a new model themselves. So that's very impressive to come out with that many by 2026. And well, what's interesting is because, you know, I'm reading and I'm like, OK, yeah, like small, small SUV, small SUV, midsize sedan. And then I get down to this part of the article. A larger Lincoln SUV, a battery powered companion to the big navigator is scheduled to go in production in 2026. The source says it will share a dedicated EV truck platform with the new generation of the Ford Lightning, Ford Lightning, wow. which the Ford Lightning is very i mean or people are i mean it's early because it just came out people are gagging over the ford lightning ford lightning sorry um so anyway i was just happy to hear more electric and especially more electric with the large suvs i don't know how everyone's like feeling about electric cars i i'm interested by them i can't say i totally have a desire to own one yet yeah i just and i I mean, I would love to do a, do my part for the environment, but I also think like there's a lot of which I need to like do a story on like if they're a lot cleaner for the environment, because there's a lot of controversy around like what you do with the batteries and then what you do with the electricity and how much coal is burned to get the electricity mm-hmm. to so to power the house. So I yeah. want to do like some more digging onto like the emission side of it and just exactly how much better it is. Yeah. And I also just think like I just I still just have the range anxiety, which I think for for my lifestyle, since we live in the Midwest and things are so spread out, I mean, my commute is 30, 40 minutes yeah. one way. So it's stressful when you think about like, you know, OK, 300 mile range. But like if I put 80 miles on a day, I, I don't I don't know why. Yeah, I guess imagine I'm you would plug in every single night. I know. So like- I don't know why I'm stressed out. And I think people have a lot of stress about um going on road trips. But charging stations are coming up left and right. Again, I think that we don't see a lot of it in. Missouri, but like mm-hmm. you know, the East Coast and the West Coast, they have nothing but charging yeah, stations. Yeah, what kills me though is for a road trip is the having to sit there while it charges. That's so, where I'm out. Let me just, if I can, it's about so to go from 10% to 80% on average, most car companies are about 18 to 20 minutes to go from 10% to 80% if you're on a level two charger. Yeah. So, I mean, 18 minutes is like, you know, go, especially if it's like a, at like a nice place, like go in, get a sandwich. Yeah. Stretch your legs. I don't know. I would be curious to see like what other people think about electric cars. Again, I do wonder how long a gas station stop takes. Like if you're on a road trip, you pump your gas, you go in, you go to the bathroom, you walk around, you get an energy drink. Like, yeah. So what? Seven minutes. So wait another I bet ten. It's more than that, honestly. 
Yeah. So I don't, maybe, maybe I'm going to talk myself into it. I think I I'm know. also just like, well, when it comes to electric cars, I've been really hesitant. And I, and I tell people, because I do consultations all the time, I tell people like, I just think the technology right now is still changing so quickly because, you know, three years ago, if a car had a 150 mile range, it was the bee's knees. Now that's trash. No mm-hmm. one wants an electric car with 150 mile range. Everyone wants the 300, 400 range. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder like, it's going to be like an iPhone. So when like it, you always want your the new iPhone. But yeah, but I do think there'll there'll come a time where the technology will slow. Well, yeah. Because like a 300 mile range and being 80% charged in 18 minutes, like that's I mean, even if it gets a little bit better, it's not going to go from like the Nissan Leaf, which had an 80 mile range and took like 15 hours to charge. Yeah. So I just think I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know. I don't know. And I want to be ready. And I, th- I think I would I don't know. I hope I just get to like maybe test some more electric cars out. I've driven an ID4 for an entire a Volkswagen ID4 for an entire week and I didn't have any problems. Like I think a lot of them I just make up in my head. I do hate pumping gas in this Missouri winter. That is one of my least favorite things to do ever. I do too. I also think one thing I'm nervous about with the electric car world is like what if your power goes out? Yeah. Or like what if like our grid shuts down? Like you never yeah. know. Like think when, yeah. you, when you had all those snowstorms in Texas, yeah, Texas, like wasn't there like a lot of talk of like the grid, go, the power yeah, grid going said, out? Yeah, when the horrible snowstorms hit, they were like the grid almost went out because Texas is on their own grid and like it could have taken years to repair. Like, yeah, years. So, so like it's a matter of having to get out of the st- huge state, and if you're an electric car, you yeah. might be in trouble. Which I'm sure, like, they'd figure something out. Well, yeah, of course they would. But I would be, like, the... I would be getting in my car immediately and, like, buzzing out. Yeah, and if there's, like, no power, then you can't charge your car. So just yeah. just something else to think about. I mean, we have we have been through a lot of seeming... Feeling apocalyptic scenarios in the last few years. So I wouldn't put it past... That, that's no, a I, fear. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's a legitimate mm-hmm. fear. But, you know, you could, the same thing could be said about gas cars. I mean, like, if it is a... I mean, if it's the if, if if we're in an apocalypse, we're in an apocalypse. Yeah, I didn't mean a literal apocalypse, but what? I didn't mean like a literal apocalypse. Got you. But like the snowstorm went through, and just like COVID, and just like things shutting down, and like uncertainty, and just like yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to anyway. Those are just my industry news stories. Thank you. Thank so, you for bringing those to us. Thank you. I'm always happy to do so. Well, I think that's all we've got for today, Cal. That's all I've got. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Carpool Podcast. Please subscribe. Um, give us a five-star review. Let us know what you guys are liking. Head over to the Carpool Instagram so you can see some more great content. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone. 